the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. into a Thursday edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad you are with me on this cold, cold Oklahoma morning. Uh, I was not with you yesterday. I, I ran into some difficulties, so I was unable to get Locked on Pokes out yesterday. We didn't get to dive inside the numbers with TCU, so we'll be doing all that today on Locked on Pokes. Uh, had a little bit of car trouble yesterday. Got out and lost uh, the ability to accelerate in my car. Car started shaking a little bit, some loud knocking noises, so the car has since been towed to a shop, and hopefully sometime later today I will get a better idea of what is going on, what is wrong with the car, uh, and figure that all out and maybe give you an update tomorrow here on Locked on Pokes. But uh, anyway, that, that consumed most of my time yesterday, and uh, I'm back today. So glad to be back and uh, be previewing Oklahoma State and TCU. Also give just a quick recap of the East Lake Cup later on in the show and talk a little women's soccer as they have another big game tonight in Stillwater. Uh, all right, Oklahoma State and TCU. This is a game that uh, is expected to be pretty close. Oklahoma State, a three-point favorite in this game. And we talked a little bit on Tuesday about Oklahoma State and the trouble that they've had winning at home as a favorite. Mike Gundy was asked about winning at home as a favorite. And if you'll remember, he, he basically just said, you know, if I knew what was going wrong, I would have fixed it already. And I... I think I actually think that that's a, a pretty good answer. Um, I could also see how that would come off as an excuse. And uh, if you're one of the people who says, well, you're getting paid a whole bunch of money to figure it out, so any time now would be great. I understand that too. If you're one of the people who's not willing to just hang around and just wait for, for Mike Gundy and the coaching staff to figure it out while they continue to lose home game after home game after home game, I understand that because – the home fans in Stillwater have gone home after many a game the last few seasons disappointed. Home games in Stillwater have been about like this year's World Series was. Uh, road teams. Road teams for the win. All seven games of the World Series won by road teams. The majority of conference games lately in Stillwater have been won by road teams. Whenever you look at a couple years ago, the three home losses in Mason Rudolph and James Washington's final season. Last year, they dropped a couple at home. This year already, they uh, lost the game a couple of weeks ago to Baylor at home. The other two losses are both road games in the state of Texas in Austin and Lubbock. So Oklahoma State has dropped just the one road game this year. But it's also partially because Oklahoma State has only played, uh, let's count them, one conference home game? One. They played Baylor at home. A lot of home games still left on the schedule for Oklahoma State. Three in the month of November. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but off the top of my head, it's TCU this week, a bye week, and then they've got Kansas at home, the road against West Virginia, OU at home. So TCU, Kansas, and OU all at home in the month of November. You really, I mean, anything shy of two and one is unacceptable, right? I mean, if Oklahoma State goes one and two in that time, people are going to be upset, and rightfully so. Because if Oklahoma State were to go 1-2 and two in that span against TCU, Kansas, and Oklahoma, that would make for another three-loss, three-home-loss conference season. And considering Oklahoma State's already lost twice on the road, that would guarantee also that Oklahoma State could not have a winning record in the conference, which is something Oklahoma State really needs to do. Um, three home losses, the two they've already got on the road in conference, would mean five, five total conference losses, the best they could do 
is four and five in the conference. So Oklahoma State uh, is going to have to key in on a couple of guys for TCU. Max Dugan, the quarterback. Uh, I don't actually don't know if it's pronounced Dugan or Duggan. We're going to call him Max Dugan. So Max Dugan has begun to play quite a bit better for TCU. It was a question mark <clears throat> coming into the season and even early in the year who was going to be the quarterback for TCU. You remember Alex Delton transferred over from Kansas State uh, and has gotten some run throughout the season, but Max Dugan has has taken over at TCU last week. Um, in their win against Texas. He had passed for 273 yards. He was very efficient, 19 of 27, a couple of touchdowns. He was actually their leading rusher a week ago. We're going to talk about Darius Anderson here in a minute, a name you probably recognize, but Max Dugan was actually the leading rusher. I would say what Max Dugan does in the rushing game, I wouldn't compare it to Skylar Thompson. Uh, certainly wouldn't compare it to Jalen Hurts. Probably more comparable to Charlie Brewer. If you get out of your rushing lanes coming up the field on third and five, we sat there a couple of weeks ago and we watched Charlie Brewer torch Oklahoma State. I mean, it started on the first play of the game. Amen. Ogbong Bamiga had Charlie Brewer dead to rights on the first offensive snap of the game. He missed him, and Charlie Brewer takes off for 25 yards. That's what I think I would compare Max Dugan's rushing game to. Uh, so that's something that Oklahoma State will have to be aware of because they got burned against uh, against Charlie Brewer, less so against Brock Purdy. Again, Brock Purdy last week just didn't look comfortable the entire game, so I don't know if that had something to do with him not running the ball as much. Uh, Oklahoma State was doing a much more uh, rushing three and dropping. They were staying in their lanes. They were pressuring from the inside as opposed from the edges so the pocket was just kind of collapsing into Brock Purdy and he was having to sprint out uh, try to get around the pocket and there just wasn't as much there so I really like that scheme and what Oklahoma State did from a defensive standpoint against Brock Purdy a week ago we'll see if they try to employ the same strategy against Max, Max Dugan this week with TCU now rushing the ball uh, TCU has a couple of guys who've, who've gotten a lot of carries they they share the load at the running back position Darius Anderson and Siwo Olonailua, Siwa Olonailua, share the load at running back. They've combined for nearly 1,000 yards this year between the two of them. Uh, 615 for Darius Anderson, 319 for uh, Siwo. So by my quick math, that's 934 yards between the two of them. And uh, Darius Anderson averages 6.7 yards per carry, only 4.2 for Siwo. So Darius Anderson, obviously the bigger threat, 10 rushing touchdowns between the two of them. But Oklahoma State's rushing defense, pretty good. A week ago against Iowa State, gave up the couple touchdown runs down inside the five to uh, Hall from Iowa State. But Oklahoma State's been doing a pretty good job in that area. So we'll see if they can keep that going against TCU. And then from a receiver standpoint, and, and this is where I get tripped up a little bit by TCU. So both the running backs have 14 catches each, which makes them tied for the second leading receiver on the team with 14 catches apiece. We're in November. Well, today's Halloween. We're, we're in November when this game kicks off. <clears throat> Other than that, the actual second leading wide receiver on this team, Tavalence Hunt, has 13 catches for 231, no touchdowns. That's basically nothing. And then Jalen Rager, who is one of the most explosive athletes in the Big 12 Conference, you have to look for him on kick returns. You, you'll remember Jalen Rager if you've been watching Oklahoma State and TCU for a couple of years. Jalen Rager... This year only has 25 catches for 326 yards. He's got four touchdowns. 
I mean, he hasn't done anything in the receiving game. And, I mean, that's a testament to some of the struggles that TCU's offense had early in the season. Seems like maybe they're starting to figure some of that out. But you would still expect Jalen Rager to touch the ball more and them to try to get him out into space. He only has 10 rushes on the season. Another way that they could try to get him uh, operating. So, he right now, he's got 35 touches. They played seven games. Jalen Rager's only touching the ball five times a game offensively, which, you know, from where I'm sitting, looks like a, a major um, misuse of one of their best talents on that team. So Jalen Rager, a guy to watch out for the TCU Horn Frogs as well. We need to take a break. I am Colby Powell. I'm glad to be with you. It is a cold, cold Thursday. Still supposed to be great on Saturday for Oklahoma State and TCU. I think it's actually uh, warmed up a little bit in the forecast. So I think it should be mid-upper 50s, sunny. So make sure you make your way to Stillwater on Saturday. Uh, should be a good one between Oklahoma State and TCU. The line has moved. It was Oklahoma State minus 3.5. It's now Oklahoma State minus 3 with 79% of the bets coming in on TCU. So with some of the struggles Oklahoma State's had at home as a favorite, looks like the betting public has gotten wise to that and uh, is trying to load up on uh, on the Horn Frogs. So glad you're with me. I'm going to take a break, come back on the other side. We'll look at some of the numbers, see where Oklahoma State stacks up, rushing offense, passing offense, uh, defense, things of that nature in comparison with TCU. We'll do all that, talk a little soccer and a little golf before we get out of here. Glad you're with me right here on Lockdown Pokes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, men just brush it off or blame themselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or they avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com locked for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com locked. Welcome back to Locked On, folks. I'm your host, Colby Powell. We do this uh, almost every day. I was out yesterday with some car trouble, wasn't able to make it back home in time to knock out the podcast. But other than that, we do this every weekday. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Colby J. Powell. You can also follow this podcast, at Locked On Pokes. The link for this podcast goes up every day, at Locked On Pokes on Twitter. And if you're Locked On Pokes, tell a friend, tell a family member, uh, tell somebody you're trick-or-treating with tonight. Tell, tell them. Get Locked On Pokes. You can listen to this podcast anywhere, wherever you're listening. Subscribe and rate this podcast. I greatly appreciate all of the feedback that I get. Also, today is Thursday, which means tomorrow 
we're doing score predictions. Oklahoma State and TCU. Give me all your score predictions. Um, got a couple last week. Uh, I know most of us were predicting Iowa State to win last week. Ryan the Great, who usually participates in the score predictions, he had Iowa State a week ago, uh, as did I. We were both incorrect. Of course, he had Baylor the previous week, uh, and I had Oklahoma State. So, come to think of it, how many games has Oklahoma State played since I started doing this podcast? I believe my first week was... Okay, so my first week was after the Kansas State game. The Monday after the Kansas State game is when I started. So I did not do one prior to the Kansas State game. So so I've played three games since then, and I've predicted all three incorrectly. I uh, had Oklahoma State as a double-digit favorite. I predicted them to beat Texas Tech. And then Oklahoma State as a four-point favorite at home. I predicted them to beat Baylor. Uh, they lost both of those. And then, as a double-digit road underdog, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm off the bandwagon. Give me the Cyclones. And Oklahoma State comes big, forces a bunch of turnovers in that fourth quarter. Um, so I'm 0 for 3 so far. Not against the spread picking Oklahoma State games. I'm 0 for 3 straight up picking Oklahoma State games. So I'll do a little research uh, coming into tomorrow and decide which side of this game I want to be on so that I can try to get one right. Uh, And if I do pick TCU, you can take solace in the fact that, well, I've been wrong three weeks in a row so far. uh, So we'll see if I can get off the snide this week. Looking at Oklahoma State and TCU from a statistic standpoint, uh, Oklahoma State, obviously you would think has the better offense and you would be right. Oklahoma State has the 17th ranked total offense in the country, scoring 37.5 points per game. TCU ranked 29th in the country, 34.3 points per game. Uh, I, I actually think, look, these are probably both a little misleading, and they always are because everyone plays garbage teams in the non-con, uh, and that makes it look worse than what it actually is. But when you look at TCU's schedule, in the non-conference, they pay, played Arkansas Pine Bluff, Purdue, and SMU. TCU did not hit 40 in any of those games. TCU did not hit 40 for the first time until its fourth game of the season when they hosted a decent Kansas team that in the past couple weeks uh, has nearly beaten Texas and beaten Texas Tech. That's the Kansas team that TCU beat 51-14. to And and this is why I can't make any sense of what TCU's done. So, so they beat Kansas 51-14 at home. Good win. In, in the non-con, they lose to SMU at home, only put up 38 to, to SMU's 41. And then they beat Purdue on the road, who's not a great Big Ten team, but they're capable of pulling an upset 34-13. They only put up 39 on Arkansas Pine Bluff in the first game of the season. I don't know what to make of this team. In the last three weeks, they went to Iowa State and got crushed by Iowa State, 49-24. They went to Kansas State, a Kansas State team that I did not think was very good prior to this past week. They lost to Kansas State 24-17. to Max Dugan only threw for 132 yards against Kansas State. 132. That's abysmal. We've seen some abysmal passing performances from the Oklahoma State offense this year. 132 is abysmal. Max Dugan's only gotten to 200 twice this year. We think Spencer Sanders in the Oklahoma State passing game has been rough at times. Max Dugan's only gotten to 200 twice against Iowa State and against Texas. So last week they beat Texas, uh, a beat-up Texas team, 37-27 to at home. I, I don't know what to make of TCU's offense. I don't know if it's any good at all. Seems like they've been able to do enough. Um, but, I mean, even over the last three weeks, 24-17 and 37, 
They're not putting up a bunch of points. So if this turns into a track meet, I like Oklahoma State's chances. This, this is a game where you try to run the score up. Over-under in this game, only 59.5, which seems like a lot. I mean, think about it. That's 30 aside in a Big 12 game. Oklahoma State's favored by three, so that's essentially 31-28 in favor of Oklahoma State. That's not a lot of points in a Big 12 conference game. So uh, Oklahoma State certainly a little better scoring offense than what TCU has. <clears throat> Something to keep an eye on. If the game does start to turn into a track meet, teams are scoring quickly, big plays, things of that nature. Can TCU keep up? Because I'm not sure that they can. Uh, as far as points per game allowed, flip over on the other side defensively. I don't think it's going to surprise you to hear that TCU has a higher ranking in terms of points per game allowed. 43rd in the country. TCU is in points per game allowed at 25 per game. Oklahoma State's averaging 4.9, uh, pardon me, 4.6 yards per game more allowed at 29.6. Oklahoma State ranks 70th in the country in points per game allowed. This is no surprise. What is Gary Patterson known for at TCU every year? It's his defense. We all know it. We all see it coming. Uh, don't be surprised that TCU will put a good defensive product on the field here in a couple weeks. And that's still, again, they gave up 41 to SMU. They gave up 49 to Iowa State. Lost both of those games. For all I know, they could give up 45 to Oklahoma State. The numbers tell me that TCU has a better defense than Oklahoma State. That being said, I think Oklahoma State's starting to find itself a little bit, and they're healthy. You remember uh, down in Lubbock, it was Colby Harvell Peel who went out early with an injury. That was a huge, huge injury. If you watched that game last week against Iowa State, you see how valuable he is and how many plays he was making. This is a healthy defense right now uh, that's playing well. Trace Ford is doing a great job on the defensive front. Malcolm Rodriguez, uh, Amen Ogbong Bamiga, those guys are, are terrific at linebacker. Rodarius Williams and A.J. Green have been phenomenal. I mean, how good were those guys against Iowa State? Those guys were great. A.J. Green made a few big plays at the end of the first half, a couple big tackles, keeping guys in bounds, had the pass deflection. So while TCU has statistically the better defense, I do think there's a chance that we're starting to get the best out of this Oklahoma State defense that has the three sophomore safeties. Uh, Rodriguez and Ogmungamiga still coming into their own at linebacker. Uh, and then the very young defensive front for Oklahoma State. So uh, I do think that there's a chance that these defenses could be a wash in this game, even as good as Gary Patterson is on that side of the ball. Uh, yards per game for these offense, uh, not even close. Oklahoma State's outgaining TCU by about 65 yards per game, 505 to 440. Oklahoma State still ranks in the top 10 in the country in total yards per game at ninth. TCU sits at 37th in that category. So again, Oklahoma State should be able to move the ball better than TCU. You, you want this to be a high-scoring game. You don't want it to be ugly. If it gets ugly, I think that favors TCU. You, you don't want it ugly. You don't want it close. You want this to be a 41-31 type game. Let's, let's go score a little points on each other. Pass yards per game, it's Oklahoma State. They've gradually worked their way up a little bit. 55th now in the country in passing yards per game, 241. TCU 84th in the country in passing yards per game, 212 yards per game. So if this offense, uh, much like Kansas State's when they came to Stillwater, is not able to be two-dimensional, then Oklahoma State will have success defensively. We've seen that a couple times. Even last week, uh, what, what Brock Purdy, Purdy throw the ball? Like 62 times? 
And I don't know about you guys watching the game. For throwing the ball 62 times, it didn't seem like that offense had much of anything going to me. So um, that's something to keep an eye on is passing yards per game uh, in this one. Why don't we take a break, come back. I'll give you a few more numbers. Uh, we'll wrap this thing up, talk a little soccer and a little Eastlake Cup, and we'll get out of here. I'm Colby Powell. This is Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked On Post. Glad you're with me. I'm your host, Colby Powell. You can find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell and at Locked On Pokes. That's where I need you to go right now is to Twitter. Follow both of those accounts, Colby J. Powell, Locked On Pokes, and tweet me your score prediction for this week. All score predictions will be read on the podcast tomorrow right here on Locked On Pokes. Oklahoma State, a three-point favorite over TCU, over under 59 and a half. So Vegas has it about 31-28. Oklahoma State is what they're thinking. Send me your score prediction at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. Uh, and wherever you are listening to this podcast, subscribe and rate. I greatly appreciate it. Glad you're all with me today on this cold Oklahoma Thursday morning. Um, all right, getting back into the numbers between Oklahoma State and TCU. What we've determined so far is that uh, TCU – not, not so great on offense. They've struggled, uh, but they do have the advantage defensively. You talk about uh, rush yards per game. Obviously, Oklahoma State is going to be leading. Uh, I don't think that there's a single team on Oklahoma State's schedule. Let me just make sure um, that, uh, that OU is not ahead of Oklahoma State in rushing offense. I'm almost certain they're not, uh, especially after the debacle in Manhattan this past weekend where they just – Ran out of running backs, I guess. Oklahoma State's tied for fifth in the country in rushing with 263 and a half yards per game, and Oklahoma's down at 12th. So uh, Oklahoma State does not have <clears throat> a team on its schedule running the ball for more yards per game. Just if you were curious as to who is running the ball for more yards per game, well, it's the service academies. Navy's at one at 350 yards per game. Air Force is at two at 322. And then you've got Louisiana and Ohio State in the 280s, and actually tied with Oklahoma State, both of them at exactly uh, 2,108 rushing yards this season in eight games, is Army. So Oklahoma State and Army are both rushing the ball for exactly 263.5 yards per game. So Oklahoma State, one of the best rushing offenses in the country. TCU, 19th in the country in rushing yards per game. TCU is running for 228.4 yards per game. So TCU certainly no slouch on the ground again. A lot of that coming from the quarterback run game. Whenever you look at TCU stats, obviously I told you about Darius Anderson and uh, Siwo, but Max Dugan also has 62 attempts this year for 233 yards. So he can certainly run the ball a little bit for Oklahoma State. Look, we, we know what Chuba Hubbard is um, as, as an Oklahoma State running back. Oklahoma State football tweeted out the Chuba Cabra the other day, which was just great. Uh, Chuba Cabra is a great nickname, and the fact that it took – until the end of the season, until Halloween, for someone to come up with the nickname Chubacabra. That's, that's terrible. One of us should have thought of that by now, right? Uh, Chuba has 1,381 rushing yards this season. And then Spencer Sanders has 500, 107 carries for 500 yards. So Oklahoma State has one of the best quarterback running back duos in terms of rushing the ball in the country, and you would expect them to lean on that once again in this game against TCU. Um, looking at yards per game allowed on the defensive side of the ball, this is where TCU has the big advantage defensively. Oklahoma State, man, Oklahoma State lets teams chew up some yardage 
Oklahoma State gives up 436.8 yards per game to TCU's 304. Do the math, folks. 132 yards per game more Oklahoma State's allowing its opponents to pick up. TCU's 18th in the country in, in that statistic. Oklahoma State is 98th, barely cracking the top 100. So that is something to keep a close eye on is TCU just chewing up yards, chewing up time of possession. Uh, and are they able to punch the ball into the end zone? Because TCU is tied for, the, tied for third in the country in red zone uh, offense as well. They're scoring 97.1% of the time in the red zone. In, in 34 trips down there, they've only failed to score once. They've got 20 touchdowns, 14 of those on the ground, and 13 field goals made. So TCU's red zone offense uh, has been pretty phenomenal this year. Oklahoma State ranks 29th in the country in red zone offense at 90.3%. 31 trips into the red zone. Y- you know what? Uh, these stats haven't changed. You know why these stats haven't changed? Because Oklahoma State did not take a snap in the red zone last week in Ames. Not one. Not one single snap. Oklahoma State, 29th. Tied for 29th in the country. Last week, they'd made 31 red zone trips with 19 touchdowns. Same thing this week. 61.3% touchdowns for Oklahoma State when they get in the red zone. Uh, they actually moved up. So somebody else must have had a bad week in the red zone because Oklahoma State actually moved up from tied 31st in the country in red zone scoring uh, red zone offense to tied 29th in the country in red zone offense without entering the red zone against Iowa State. Hopefully Oklahoma State gets the ball across the 20 and not only on big plays. Hopefully Oklahoma State can have some sustained drives in this game. Uh, I don't know how sustainable it is to not enter the red zone in college football and win football games. So Oklahoma State, I would expect to have a better day offensively in terms of sustained drives against the Horned Frogs. Uh, So Oklahoma State, the clear edge offensively against TCU, and TCU the clear edge defensively. This is strength versus strength. This is Oklahoma State and TCU. This is what we've seen for years. TCU can play some defense. Last year, Ugly, ugly game in Fort Worth. Hopefully this week is a prettier game between the Cowboys and the TCU Horned Frogs because, again, TCU wants it ugly. Don't let the game be ugly. Go out, score points, run it up, make them get into a track meet. That is not where they are comfortable. All right, that's all for the numbers today. I'm Colby Powell. This is Locked on Pokes. Uh, A couple of quick things before we get out of here. One, congratulations to Oklahoma State Golf, who finished second at the Eastlake Cup. I know what you're thinking, second out of four, not that great. Uh, It's actually pretty good whenever you consider the way it went down. Oklahoma State was the three seed out of four teams in match play, and they went out against Wake Forest, one of the best teams in the country, who had the Eastlake Cup individual champion on Tuesday, and uh, Austin Eckrote took down Mark Power in the match play, who was the individual champion at the Eastlake Cup, and then Amon Gupta, uh, and let me know if I'm pronouncing that wrong, if anyone knows, I'm doing my best. Amon Gupta, the I believe a freshman for Oklahoma State, they were all squared through 16, and he won holes 17 and 18 in the fifth match to send Oklahoma State to the championship match against Texas. In the championship match, you'll remember Cole Hammer, who went out and dominated Matthew Wolf last year at the national championships. Austin Ekro was two down through 11 to Cole Hammer before winning five of the next six. Oklahoma State split the first four matches with Texas, two apiece. Uh, and then in the final match, Rayhan Thomas had a chance to, to make a long birdie putt to send it to extras. Just missed it and lost one down. But Oklahoma State put up a valiant effort against the number one team in the country, the Texas Longhorns. So congratulations on a good showing to the Oklahoma State golf team. 
And then the Oklahoma State women's soccer program, if you haven't seen them yet, you need to get out there. I understand the weather's not great. Today is your last chance in the regular season. Uh, And then the Big 12 soccer championship will be in Kansas City next week. Oklahoma State is on a roll. I mean, I'm trying to go back to the last loss. The last loss was on September 26th. They had a tie on September 29th. They've won every game they've played in October. Last week, they had Bedlam. Last Friday, 3-1, walk in the park. Can of corn, piece of cake, uh, down with the Sooners, 3-1 to one in Stillwater. Tonight, the 13th-ranked Cowgirls, sitting in first place in the Big 12, host the Baylor Bears at Neil Patterson Stadium in Stillwater. It's actually supposed to warm up a bit throughout the day, so if you're in Stillwater and want to get out there to that great new stadium and support the Cowgirls soccer team, they're on an absolute tear. So congratulations to Coach Carmichael and the Cowgirl soccer team. Tomorrow, we're talking a little Oklahoma State basketball and Oklahoma State football. Previewing Oklahoma State's basketball season. First exhibition game is tomorrow night in Stillwater against Roger State. And then Oklahoma State TCU will preview that and give score predictions for this weekend. Everybody have a great time. If you've got kids, you're going out trick-or-treating. Be safe. Be careful. Uh, Spread the word about Locked on Pokes. On this Halloween, let everyone know that you are locked on pokes, and they can too. Uh, tell them where to find me on Twitter at Colby J Powell at Locked On Pokes. Head there now. Give me your score predictions, and whenever you finish listening to this podcast, grab your phone, click subscribe, click rate. I greatly appreciate it. Glad everyone was with me today. Uh, glad I could get back after being off yesterday. I'm Colby Powell. This has been another edition of Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.